Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Sean, Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome back to be with us here on Golden Gems podcast today. Following are the histories of the writings of the Christmas carols and hymns that we featured today on goldengems.net. We hope you've enjoyed the music there and learning here about the background of some of these songs. Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella is a Christmas carol which originated from the Provence region of France in the 17th century. The carol was first published in France and was subsequently translated into English in the 18th century. The song was originally not meant to be sung at Christmas. It was considered dance music for French nobility. The carol first appeared in print in 1668, a collection of 12 provincial Noels by Nicholas Saboli. Jeanette and Isabella, Isabel, in the song title are the two female farmhands who have found the baby and his mother in the stable. Excited by the discovery, they run into the nearby village to tell the inhabitants, who rush then to see the new arrival. Visitors to the stable are urged to keep their voices quiet so the newborn can enjoy his dreams. To this day, on Christmas Eve in the province region, children dressed as shepherds and milkmaids carry torches and candles while singing the carol on their way to Midnight Mass. Sleigh Ride is a light orchestra standard composed by Leroy Anderson. The composer had the original idea for the piece during a heat wave in July 1946 and finished the work in February 1948. The original recordings were instrumental versions. The lyrics about riding in a sleigh and other fun wintertime activities were written by Mitchell Parrish in 1950. The orchestral version was first recorded in 1949 by Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops Orchestra. Sleigh Ride was a hit record on RCA Victor Red Seal and has become one of the orchestra's signature songs. The 45 RPM version was originally issued on red vinyl. The Pops have also recorded this song with John Williams, their conductor from 1979 to 1995, and Keith Lockhart, their current conductor. Leroy Anderson's own 1950 recording of Sleigh Ride on Decca reached Cashback Magazine's bestsellers chart when re-released in 1952. In 1950, the Andrews sisters recorded the first vocal version of Sleigh Ride using the lyrics written by Parrish. Although Sleigh Ride is often associated with Christmas and appears on Christmas compilation albums, its lyrics mention no holiday apart from certain recordings such as those by the Carpenters, Walter Schumann and Air Supply that substitute Christmas party for birthday party 
in the song's bridge. The song is noted for the sounds of a horse clip-clopping and a whip used to get the horse moving. In most performances, a percussionist provides these sounds on temple blocks and a slapstick, or occasionally drum-rim shots, respectively. Toward the end of the piece, a trumpet imitates the sound of a horse whinnying. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Is a Christmas song written in 1951 by Meredith Wilson. The song was originally titled It's Beginning to Look Like Christmas. The song has been recorded by many artists, but was a hit for Perry Como and the Fontaine Sisters with Mitchell Ayers and his orchestra on September 18, 1951 and released an RCA Victor as a 45 RPM and a 78 RPM. Bing Crosby recorded a version on October 1, 1951, which was also widely played. A popular belief in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, holds that Wilson wrote the song while staying in Yarmouth's Grand Hotel. The song made reference to a tree in the Grand Hotel, and one in the park as well. The park being Frost Park, directly across the road from the Grand Hotel, which still operates in a newer building on the same site as the old hotel. It also makes mention of the 5 and 10, which was a store operated in Yarmouth at the time. O Come All Ye Faithful, originally written in Latin as, as Adesti Fidelis, is a Christmas carol that has been attributed to various authors, including John Francis Wade, 1711, 1786, John Reading, 1645 through 1692, King John the Fourth of Portugal, 1604 through 1656, and anonymous Cistercian monks. The earliest printed version is in a book published by Wade, but the earliest manuscript bears the name of King John the Fourth, and is located in the library of the Ducal Palace. Of Villa Vicosa, a manuscript by Wade dating back to 1751, is held by Stonyhurst College in Lancashire. In modern English hymnals, the text is usually credited to Wade, whose name appears on the earliest printed versions. However, this is most likely an error of attribution. Wade, an English Catholic, lived in exile in France and made a living as a copyist of musical manuscripts which he found in libraries. He often signed his copies, possibly because his calligraphy was so beautiful that his clients requested this. In 1751, he published a printed compilation of his manuscript copies. This is the first printed source for Adesti Fidelis. The song was sometimes referred to as the Portuguese hymn after the Duke of Leeds. In 1795, heard a version of it sung at the Portuguese Embassy in London. The most commonly named Portuguese author is King John IV of Portugal, the musician king. He reigned from 1640 through 1656. John was a patron of music and the arts and a considerably sophisticated writer on music and he was also a composer. The Little Drummer Boy, originally known as Carol of the Drum, is a popular Christmas song written by the American classical music composer 
and teacher, Catherine Kennicott Davis, in 1941. First recorded in 1951 by the Trap Family Singers, the song was further popularized by a 1958 recording by the Harry Simeon Chorale. The Simeon version was re-released successfully for several years, and the song has been recorded many times since. In the lyrics, the singer relates how, as a poor young boy, he was summoned by the Magi to the Nativity of Jesus. Without a gift for the infant, the little drummer boy played his drum with approval from Jesus' mother Mary, recalling, I played my best for him, and he smiled at me. The song was originally titled Carol of the Drum and was published by Davis based on a traditional Czech song. Davis' interest was in producing material for amateur and girl choirs. Her manuscript is set as a chorale, in which the tune is in the soprano melody with alto harmony, tenor and bass parts producing the drum rhythm and a keyboard accompaniment for rehearsals only. It is headed Czech Carol, freely transcribed by KKD. These initials then deleted and replaced with K.R.W. Robinson, a name under which Davis sometimes published. The Christmas Waltz is a Christmas song written by Sammy Kahn and Jules Stein for Frank Sinatra, who recorded it in 1954 as the B-side of a new recording of White Christmas. In 1957, for his album, A Jolly Christmas from Frank Sinatra, and in 1968 for the Sinatra family, Wish You a Merry Christmas. Kahn recalls, One day during a very hot spell in Los Angeles, the phone rang, and it was Jules Stein to say, Frank wants a Christmas song. Kahn resisted. Jules, we're not going to write any Christmas song. After Irving Berlin's White Christmas, the idea is just ridiculous. Stein was emphatic, however. Frank wants a Christmas song. The two met in Stein's apartment to begin work on the project, and Kahn asked the composer, Hey, Jewel, has there ever been a Christmas waltz? He said, No. I said, Play that waltz of yours. He did so. So Kahn began to work on the lyrics of the Christmas waltz, which many other artists have also recorded. Referring to the line that goes, And this song of mine in three-quarter time, Kahn writes, You'll notice there's an impure rhyme in that lyric, mine and time. He notes that another of his collaborators, Jimmy Van Heusen, would not have let him get away with such an imperfection, but that Stein was not quite so rigid. For what would become the B-side of White Christmas, Sinatra first recorded the Christmas waltz with a chorus as well as an arrangement by Nelson Riddle, on August 23, 1954. On July 16, 1957, Gordon Jenkins took over the arranging, and the Ralph Brewster Singers provided backing vocal on the recording for A Jolly Christmas from Frank Sinatra. On August 12, 1968, Riddle again provided arrangements, but it was the Jimmy Joy Singers who lent their voices to the recording for the Sinatra family wish you a Merry Christmas. In 1992, Mel Torme made a recording of the song for his first ever Christmas album, for which the liner notes indicate that Mr. Kahn wrote a new full set of additional lyrics as a personal gift to Mel.
Away in a Manger is a Christmas carol, first published in the late 19th century and used widely throughout the English-speaking world. In Britain, it's one of the most popular carols. A 1996 Gallup poll ranked it joint second. Although it was long claimed to be the work of German religious reformer Martin Luther, the carol is now thought to be wholly American in its origin. The two most common musical settings are by William J. Kirkpatrick, 1895, and James Ramsey Murray in 1887. By the Christmas of 1883, Luther's Cradle Song was already being performed as a recitation as part of a Sunday school celebration in a church in Nashville. By 1981, Hill writes, The carol was sweeping the country, that's the United States, with at least four musical settings published that year alone. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a Christmas song written by J. Fred Coots and Haven Gillespie. The earliest known recorded version of the song was by banjoist Harry Reeser and his band on October 24, 1934. It was then sung on Eddie Cantor's radio show in November 1934. This version became an instant hit with orders for 500,000 copies of sheet music and more than 30,000 records sold within 24 hours. The version for Bluebird Records by George Hall and his orchestra, vocal by Sonny Schuler, was very popular in 1934 and reached the various charts of the day. The song has been recorded by over 200 artists, including Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters, The Crystals, Mariah Carey, Neil Diamond, Bruce Springsteen, Frank Sinatra, Bill Evans, Chris Isaac, The Temptations, Michael Buble, and The Jackson Five. The song was also recorded for Victor Records on September 26, 1935 by Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra with vocals by Cliff Weston and Edith Wright. The song is a traditional Christmas standard and has been covered by numerous recording artists. Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters reached the Billboard charts briefly in 1947 with it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a fictional reindeer created by Robert Louis May. Rudolph is usually depicted as the ninth and youngest of Santa Claus's reindeer, using his luminous red nose to lead the reindeer team and guide Santa's sleigh on Christmas Eve. Though he initially receives ridicule for his nose as a fawn, the brightness of his nose is so powerful that it illuminates the team's pathway through harsh winter weather. Ronald D. Lankford, Jr. described Rudolph's story as a fantasy story made to order for American children. Each child has a need to express and receive approval for his or her individuality and or special qualities. Rudolph's story embodies the American dream for the child, written largely because of the cultural significance of Christmas. The story is owned by the Rudolph Company, LP, and has been adapted and shaped in numerous forms, including a popular song by Johnny Marks, the iconic 1964 stop-motion animated television special, and its two sequels from Rankin-Bass Productions, as well as the 1998 traditional animated feature film and a 2001 CGI sequel from Good Times Entertainment. 
Rudolph has become a figure of Christmas folklore. 2014 marked the 75th anniversary of the character and the 50th anniversary of the Rankin-Bass television special. A series of postage stamps featuring Rudolph was issued by the United States Postal Service on November 6, 1914. Still, Still, Still is an Austrian Christmas carol and lullaby. The melody is a folk tune from the district of Salzburg. The tune appeared for the first time in 1865 in a folk song collection of the Salzburg Museum. The words describe the peace of the infant Jesus and his mother as the baby is sung to sleep. They have changed slightly over the years, but the modern standard German version remains attributed to George Gotch, 1895-1956. There are various English translations. Here We Come a Caroling, or Here We Come a Wassailing, is a traditional English Christmas carol and a New Year's song, dating from at least the mid-19th century, but possibly much older. The Old English Wassail Song refers to wassailing or singing carols door-to-door, wishing good health, while the uh in the archaic intensifying prefix compares a hunting we will go or in the lyrics, the 12 days of Christmas, where it says six geese a-laying. According to Reader's Digest, the Christmas spirit often made the rich a little more generous than usual, and the bands of beggars and orphans used to dance their way through the snowy streets of England, offering to sing good cheer and tell good fortune if the householder would give them a drink from his wassail bowl or a penny or a pork pie and let them stand for a few minutes beside the warmth of his hearth. The wassail bowl itself was a hearty combination of hot ale or beer, apples and spices and mead, just alcoholic enough to warm tingling toes and the fingers of the singers. There's no place like home. One is most comfortable in one's own surroundings. This phrase is a quotation from the song Home Sweet Home, 1823, words by John Howard Payne and music by Sir Henry Rowley Bishop from the opera Clary, introduced at London's Covent Garden. The song sung at the end of the first act brought down the house, quickly became popular throughout the English-speaking world. It was used as an encore by two of the most famous singers of their time, Jenny Lind and Adelina Patti. The text alluded to is mid-pleasures and palaces, though we may roam. Be it ever so humble, there is no place like home. Allegedly expressing Payne's own homesickness, the phrase echoes a 16th century proverb listed by John Haywood in 1546. Alfred Burt, who lived from April 22, 1920 through February 7, 1954, was an American jazz musician who is best known for composing the music for 15 Christmas carols between 1942 and 1954. Only one of the carols was performed in public outside his immediate family during his lifetime. Burt was born in Marquette, Michigan. His family moved to Pontiac, Michigan when he was two after his father, Bates G. Burt, became rector of All Saints Pontiac, an Episcopal church in Pontiac, Michigan. At the age of 10, 
Having shown early interest in music, Alfred received his first musical instrument, a cornet, as a present from his parents. Though he would learn to play several other instruments, including the piano, Alfred spent most of his life playing cornet and trumpet in bands and orchestras, with a special interest in jazz. Burt studied music at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, with an emphasis on music theory. He graduated as an outstanding music theory student with a Bachelor of Music degree in 1942, a tradition that Burt had begun prior to moving to Pontiac in 1922 was the creation of a Christmas card, which he sent to his family members and parishioners. On these cards were original Christmas carols with both the words and music by Alfred's father, the Reverend Burt. After Alfred graduated from college, his father asked him to take over as composer and write the music for the family Christmas card in 1942. Christmas Comes a Caroling was that one. From then on, Alfred would write music for the family Christmas cards. One of the Christmas cards was Some Children See Him. Blue Christmas is a Christmas song written by Billy Hayes and J.W. Johnson and most famously performed by Elvis Presley. It was first recorded by Doyle O'Dell in 1948. It is a tale of unrequited love during the holidays and is a long-standing staple of Christmas music especially in the country genre. The song and was popularized the following year in three separate recordings, one by country artist Ernest Tubb, one by musical conductor and arranger Hugo Winterhalter and his orchestra and chorus, and one by bandleader Russ Morgan and his orchestra, the latter featuring lead vocals by Morgan and backing vocals by singers credited as the Morganaires. Tubbs' version spent the first week of January 1950 at number one on Billboard magazine's Most Played Jukebox Country and Western Records chart, while Winterhalter's version peaked at number nine on Billboard's Records Most Played by Disc Jockeys chart, and Morgan's version reached number 11 on Billboard's best-selling pop singles chart. Both Morgan's and Winterhalter's versions featured a shorter pop edit of the original lyrics. Also in 1950, crooner Billy Eckstein recorded his rendition, backed by the orchestra of Russ Case, with these shortened lyrics in a variation close to what is now the common standard for this song. The orchestral backing of this recording has often been wrongly accredited to Winterhalter. Elvis Presley cemented the status of Blue Christmas as a rock and roll holiday classic by recording it for his 1957 LP, Elvis's Christmas Album. We Three Kings, originally titled Three Kings of Orient, is a Christmas carol that was written by John Henry Hopkins, Jr. in 1857. At the time of composing the carol, Hopkins served as the rector of Christ Episcopal Church in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and he wrote the carol for a Christmas pageant in New York City. Many versions of this song have been composed, and it remains a popular Christmas carol. Although he originally worked as a journalist for a New York City newspaper and studied to become a lawyer, he chose to join the clergy upon graduating from the University of Vermont. Hopkins studied at the General Theological Seminary in New York City, 
and after graduating and becoming ordained a deacon in 1850, he became its first music teacher five years later, holding the post until 1857 alongside his ministry in the Episcopal Church. During his final year of teaching at the seminary, Hopkins wrote We Three Kings for a Christmas pageant held at the college. We hope you've enjoyed learning a little more about these Christmas carols. Join us next week, and we'll share more history with you here and play a few more carols on www.goldengems.net while we all get ready to celebrate the birth of the Savior and all the joy that surrounds it. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artist and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <music>